past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us here today, and it's you know, we're the last Monday in January, so we're we're diving into February here in 2022, and people are looking to do new things with their careers. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what you can do if you're thinking about a side hustle or a getting some gig work, or maybe you want to quit your job and do contract work. What does that look like, and how do you figure out what you want to do, and how can you get the most out of something like that. So here's what I'm hearing a lot is that a lot of people are, are doing the side hustle thing. And there's some data on this from uh, some organizations do research, of course, into the independent workforce. And they show that in the last year, so from 2020 to 2021, there was a huge jump, more than 30% increase in people doing independent work. And although there was some increase in the full-time independent workforce, there was a large increase in the part-time independent workforce. So this means those of us, those of you who have some kind of on-the-side or evening gig and trying something out new, maybe doing something because we've got to make ends meet and not making enough money with the rate of inflation here in the U.S., or maybe trying to figure out what that next step looks like and get get a toe in the water towards something new. Whatever the reason is, there are some steps that you can take to be more effective when you want to do a side hustle or gig work, and we're going to talk through those today. How can you make sure that you're doing something you want to do, but also something that people are going to hire you to do, and something that you can make some good money at? And there is good money to be made in this type of work. The jobs that we often hear a lot about in the media, like your Uber driver or delivery driver, uh, you know, those may not pay as much. People still like to do them because they're super flexible. And oftentimes they're adding to another job that that they're doing. Uh, I had an Uber driver drive me to the airport a few weeks ago, and he, um, he said that he does it when he needs to pay bills. And so he, you know, easy, grab a few shifts, make a little bit of money, extra money, so that he can pay his bills. And people are doing things because they're passionate about it. I had a lady sitting behind me on my travels that was a handball instructor. No, pickleball, not handball. Pickleball and coach. She was making a good enough living to be flying across the country to coach pickleball and she was telling the person next to her that her husband had also quit his job to coach pickleball. So there are those opportunities to put your passion to work and make some money doing that. People are also doing it to get some skills that they want to get. Maybe they're interested in moving into a different type of work 
or a different industry. And so they're finding out how to make those steps and get in where they want to go. Maybe they want to leave their job and they're figuring out, could this new thing pay the bills? Whatever the reason might be, and maybe you're right along in this group thinking about, could I make it happen? Could I ditch the nine to five? And what will that look like? The first step that we've got to do when we're thinking about this transition is realizing that it is it is a hustle. Um, I know we're kind of in this anti-hustle culture movement right now, and that's a good thing. It's good to be thoughtful about where we're spending our time and not revel just in being busy. However, I will say that if you're not working for a paycheck, you're hustle. And that's just the way it goes, uh, unless you happen to be independently wealthy, and then, you, you know, we should connect offline. But most of us have a certain amount that we need to make to pay our bills, and we want to be thoughtful and strategic about how we get there. But at least at the beginning of a new business or a side hustle or a, a gig work, you are putting in some extra time. You might be trading your money, you know, you're trading your time for dollars, although I think we're all always trading our time for dollars. It's just how can we leverage that and are we leveraging someone else's time that's also bringing us dollars. When we go into something new, it is not going to be the four-hour work week. Um, That's just not how you're going to start. It's a good goal something to start working towards quickly after you get your feet underneath you. And I think that people who launch into a business or contract work thinking that it's going to be less may be setting themselves up for disappointment. However, it is more flexible. And that can be a pro and a con, depending on your time management skills. We're going to talk about skills that we need to be successful in just a little bit. But um, if you are going into it thinking that this is going to be a um, great way to spend more time with your family, yes, and you may have more flexibility, but you may also have more work to do than you usually do. And that's going to take some shuffling and some reorganizing. Um, <laughs> my, uh, so my friend and I have this running joke about, you know, kind of the fallacy of the Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. You know, they came from money, they had money, and they were able to leverage that money to do great things, which is awesome. But when we hear people at that level or people who are experienced entrepreneurs talk about how their work week goes or the amount of time they spend reading or all of those things. We just always have to take that with a grain of salt because they're one, 20 years into it. And two, they may have started differently than you or I are able to start because we've got to get started and then be able to delegate that work to someone else. And now you can do it quickly because of this freelancing market. However, you're not immediately going to be at that place where you can spend four hours meditating strategically. Uh, you're probably going to have to execute more than that. 
And when we think about what that means for our life, it may mean more flexibility because you can choose when you do that. However, it doesn't necessarily mean more or less work hours in the day. It doesn't necessarily mean more work hours in the day either, but it's probably not going to be less depending on what your job looks like now. When people start a side hustle, oftentimes, you know, that's more work. Now they're doing the nine to five and they're doing the, the other work on top of it. And we need to think, too, about how is that realistic in, in our day, in our life right now. Um, and so we're just thinking about setting yourself up for success. And what do you need to know before you take this plunge? The basics of career decision-making still apply. You want to know what skills, what tasks do you want to do on a daily basis? What skills do you want to use? What do you like to do? And perhaps even more important than when you're looking for a job, these also need to be things you have experience doing. doesn't mean you need to have done that exact job, but we do need to be able to show people some work product, some work history, because if we don't, it, it, no one's going to hire us as a contractor or a freelancer. I have people reach out to me pretty frequently and say, oh, you know, will you hire me? I'm a small business. I'm not, I'm not training people. I don't have time for that. So you've got to be able to t- show me that you've done what I might want you to do and that you're a specialist in it. And even if you have several things you're a specialist in, when you are uh, pitching yourself as a consultant or a gig worker You've got to show that this is your area of expertise and that I can hire you quickly get up to speed because I'm not going to pay for that ramp up time. I'm going to pay for you to get the things done that I need done. And so really thinking about what are those skills? Where do you have that experience that you could leverage to do some kind of consulting or gig work type of of work if that's what you're looking to do. Now, sometimes you may want to be taking a step out a little bit and thinking about how do I, um, you know, take on something new and you just want to go just a little bit, right? How can you leverage your skills in just a little bit different way and be really clear about the skills that it takes to be successful in that new thing that you want to do? I always had kind of a rub with the insurance salesmen and financial salesmen in some of my networking groups because they would say, oh, anybody can succeed at this. And I'd say, yes, that's true. And there is a specific set of skills that people have to want to use and want to get good at to do this job, just like any other job. And the more realistic we can be about that and are these the skills you want to use, the more successful you will be when you launch into that new realm. Then we think about where. So what types of industries do you want to work in? What types of products might you want to sell? Who do you want to work with? What types of problems do you want to solve? And that drives you into a conversation about industries, industry groups, ways that you can connect with other people that might help you find the opportunities that you want to find. Because when you don't have some kind of a rudder in terms of direction type of company you want to con- consult with or contract with, then it's harder to do the proactive relationship building that will get you in the door for these types of opportunities. Then 
we've got to think about how am I going to do this work? So what? how do you work best? And how are you going to set yourself up for success in this type of work? And do you have a way to control your own destiny? Sounds great, but it also means that you have to control yourself every day to get the things done that need to be done. And what's that process going to look like How do you do it managing your time? How are you going to set up that flow between your other life responsibilities and your work? Because it's not as easy when you don't have the workplace to to go to or the structures that they provide for you to do that inside of that. And then, of course, the motivations. What is motivating you to make this transition? And the more that you can really connect with those motivations, the easier it will be to stay motivated and to get the things done, even when it may not be all your favorite stuff. And by the way, just because you're contracting, doing gig work, gig work, freelancing, does not mean it will all get to be your favorite stuff. We're going to take a short break and we'll come back in just a few minutes and continue talking about how you can be successful if you're thinking about launching that side hustle or gig freelance work. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about launching into that side hustle or gig work that you want to do, and we were talking about how you need to have the same kind of focus you would have for any job search, our career change, what do you want to do, where do you want to do it, how are you going to do that work, and then why, what is driving that, and 
for this type of transition, particularly the what type of work and being able to connect it to your experience is going to be important. Very rarely is someone going to hire a contractor, consultant, side hustler that doesn't have specific expertise can step in and get that done. So if that's what you're looking for, and I would say really any career change, the clearer you can be about what you want to do, the better. I know it's fun to think, oh, I'm just going to say, well, what kind of jobs do you guys think I should do on Facebook? And maybe some random person will have this awesome answer, but it really rarely works out that way. And you're not going to get very many people um, really seriously wanting to help you when you aren't focused. So get focused, figure out what you want to do. And especially if you're going to do gig or contract work, you've got to know and be able to sell that these are the skills that you can bring value immediately because the better you can do that, the more you can charge, which we'll get here and get to here in just a second. The other piece of this is why. Why are you wanting to do this? You may have some personal reasons behind this, and those can be motivating. They, they can have a good story behind them. We just have to think also about what's the value to the client. When we read a story that's all about me, 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 right? I needed to do that. I needed to do this. I um, struggling with my family. It's not very motivating to people to hire you because it doesn't connect to what's the value in it for them. So when you're thinking about telling the story, which you may not want to do, uh, depends on what type of work you're wanting to do. And if you're branding a business or if you're just doing a side hustle, there's a lot of talk right now about, you know, your story and how powerful your story is. And I completely agree. And you want to think about how does that translate to a connection with my audience? May they also be moms who are struggling and I can show them that I can help them. Or may they also be people that are uh, have survived cancer and I can connect with them on that. If not, then I've got to find those connection points in my story. Otherwise, it's an interesting story, but it really doesn't call the person to action or connect to them or make them want to keep reading if it doesn't connect to what's the purpose, what's the value, what's the interest for them, and how does it show them that I'll be able to step in and help them solve their problem, which really is what you're trying to do. It, they are going to pay you to solve their problem. You've got to build that rapport that you can do that. Your why You need to know that and be motivated by that. Have it written down somewhere and connect with it. I'm a big fan of writing down your motivation for every goal and and your goals for the day, your tasks for the day, whatever. Otherwise, there's not really any push or pull to, to get that done. Now, when we think about going in to do your own business or, or be a subcontractor, that's even more important because you are going to need that motivation. There's not a boss. There's not a structure. There's not a meeting unless you schedule one, right? There's not a deadline unless you schedule one. And this motivation piece and and your time management is going to come up over and over again in terms of being able to get those things done. Now, I got to tell you, as we were talking about this whole flexibility thing, that, um, Flexibility right now is it, it's uh, something we all want, but I don't know that it really exists. 
months right now. I mean, I just spent the whole month of January dealing with my um, daycare closing uh, almost the whole, almost half the month, more, more than half the month. And yes, I've got flexibility, but I still have work that needs to get done. So that means staying up late or trying to figure out how to, you know, keep the toddler busy and get some work done. If you are doing work, that work is still need going to need to get done. And, you know, I love thinking about how you can hire it out and have someone else do it. But at the end of the day, if you are having challenges with family, trying to take care of family, etc., adding trying to start a gig or freelance t- work on top of that may or may not solve the problem. And I, I'd really sit down and think about that. Um, it may mean less hours, but that will likely mean less income. And is that something that you have the flexibility to take on right now? Because unless you're going to work it, you likely won't have the income. That, you know, quick fix, (laughs) easy dollar, uh, it really, it doesn't exist unless you have a lot of money to put into it to hire someone else to solve the problems and and set up systems for you. Now, when we think about the good parts of why we might be motivated, maybe you've got a skill set you really want to use. Maybe you've got something you want to explore. There's all kinds of good driving energy that you can get from really connecting to the why you want to do this and figuring out ways to communicate that in your in your marketing in your messaging to the people that you want to work for or with so once you've got those pieces down then you can start to think about okay maybe you've got several different options what you want to do, where you want to do it, what might the services look like, how might you connect with those opportunities, and start exploring what those might look like. And I'd encourage you to explore more than one option at the beginning because oftentimes things aren't what they appear. And you may find that the the right answer, if you will, the, the final answer is an evolution of something that you're thinking about right now. It likely won't be exactly what you're thinking right now. It will evolve as you do your research, as you talk to people, and find out more about what you want to do. Now, the good part about this is that you're building your network as you're doing this research. And in, you know, career change, I call it career research conversations. Some people call it informational interviewing. Not a huge fan of that term, simply because it's an industry word and if we use that term when we're talking to other people, they may not understand what we're saying. And the word interview just gets in the way. So you're doing some research, you're figuring out what might be a good place to go. One of the great places to do this kind of research is in groups of people who are doing what you think you want to do. So whether that's LinkedIn groups or Facebook groups or uh, an industry association, getting in and really seeing what are people talking about what are the problems they're talking about what are what are the questions they're asking um what what can i listen to and then can i talk to some people in the field and understand better how they got into it what they really enjoy about it and i can see how all of those pieces come together when i start having these conversations i um you know, I do encourage people to talk to 
a few individuals in the field so that you can get a good feel for what's going on. And really right now, Facebook groups are a goldmine. There's so many types of groups. There's so many open conversations happening in these groups, usually private groups, but you can find some public groups where people are talking about, like virtual assistants, for instance. There's probably a couple dozen virtual assistant Facebook groups, um, graphic design, I'm sure, social media management. I'm in a couple of those. So finding some of those groups and either low budget or free, seeing if you can join the groups. Oftentimes people have free groups as a marketing tool for them, but that that doesn't mean you can't ask questions and um, connect with people, get information, having that opportunity to, to just connect and learn, see what they're talking about, asking how they balance whatever they've started with a full-time gig if they're doing that or a family if that's where where your balance is at or not balance but it's never a balance <laughs> where you where your um, ebb and flow is going to be and then you can see what makes sense what other options might be out there that you haven't thought about and again how can you leverage your skills and experience because you want people to be able to use that skill level so that they can pay you at that higher level. And oftentimes when we hear about kind of the low-paying jobs, uh, those still require some experience. I mean, even driving delivery, you know, they're going to want you to have qualifications, a driving record, maybe some experience, et cetera. As you get into jobs that will pay more, a lot of times they're going to want more demonstration of your skills, more qualifications, because that's what they're paying someone for is to be able to step in and do those tasks and and, and move that forward. Um, you know, sites like Fiverr and Upwork are places that people start. Um, sometimes there are lower paying opportunities there, but sometimes there are higher paying opportunities as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back, some of the different positions and skills that are more in demand, the types of things that people are getting paid to do right now so that you could figure that in a little bit to your research and how you can go about uh, making those connections into what you've done before to find a side hustle or a good opportunity that might fit for what you're looking for because there are a lot of opportunities out there and they're all over the board, right? Well, we've got writers making six figures as freelance writers and then you've got, you know, at the at the low end perhaps um, people pitching design this design for $13 on, on Fiverr and you've got to figure out where you want to fit in and how you're going to find your business because even designers can make good money if they do it in perhaps a different, if they find their business in a different way. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking a little bit about how you can launch that side hustle or gig if you are interested in starting something new, testing the waters, or maybe quitting your full-time job. So as I said, these types of jobs can range from... But, you know, very little to a lot. When people think about freelancing or side gigs, oftentimes they have a set types of things that come up in their head. And there are just so many things that you can do. Um, it's just, it's, it's an open, wide world. So one of the things that uh, you can do is just do some research. There's articles all over about the highest paying gig on this type of platform, highest paying gigs on that type of platform. Like I said, there was a, a big article a few months ago about a freelance writer who was making six figures uh, doing freelance writing. When you look at these lists, you get a good idea of some of the different types of opportunities that you might have in um in doing some gig work. Now, a lot of these are going to be self-directed. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the some of the other skills, and we'll talk about some of the skills related to some of these jobs. But it is important to think about how are you going to, is this something that you can really do just for the skills piece as well as for the managing and your network and all of those pieces that come together to make it happen. All right. So there's a big bucket of things in the writing world. Proofreading, editing, writing articles, um, writing product descriptions is on here. Um, A lot of writing 
because, you know, although I have tried some of the AI writing tools, they're really not there yet. They're, they're just not there yet. And so there are a lot of companies hiring people to write and writing reviews. You know, you might have to talk about your morals there depending on who's paying you and what they're paying you to, to write. But when you think about that skill, do you write? Are you a writer? How could you show that you've written in your workplace? Are there other ways that you've been a writer? This is one where you could start writing your own articles or blogs and build a portfolio and then be able to connect with companies who might pay you to do this. It really varies on what type of writing you're doing and who's hiring and where you're finding the work. You're going to get the higher paying jobs where you can demonstrate a differential degree of skill. So writing for your industry, writing industry publications will probably pay more than you know being on Fiverr and having someone pay you to write uh, an article or or proofread. However, you got to start somewhere and some of these can be an easy way to get your foot in the door and then be able to build up your clientele. So there are a couple of proofreaders in the resume writing business who are well known. They probably are never hurting for business. They could raise their prices a little bit and, and not see any slough off because they're well known for that industry. And the more that you can focus in an industry or a type of writing, you'll be able to build a name for yourself, build that network, and have people coming to you to get their work done, to have that writing done so that you can make the most out of it. Let's say you're not a writer. Well, we've also got a whole slew of video and related things. So making videos, making tutorials, um, doing visual marketing, creating video intros. So a lot of companies, you know, they may get a video created, but they want that unique intro or outro for their um, YouTube channel or whatever it might be. And I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm getting pitched for some of those. And so there's some video types of work that could be done if you are a video, if you've got your, you know, TikTok channel or you know what you're doing with uh, YouTube, you can find people that will pay you to do that. Got to have work samples and be able to connect with people here. And actually, even with the writing stuff, I would say to do your research if you're going to pitch someone um, or you're getting an introduction, do your research and see what type of feel that person already has on their website, in their writing, on their video channel. I hate when I get pitches, you know, oh, I'll do your YouTube and your YouTube, t- um, whatever they're called, thumbnails. And it's obvious that the person hasn't looked at anything that I do. I have a very distinct brand look and you may not like it. Uh, and maybe you would help me tweak it to make it more effective, but pitching me things that looks completely off from what my brand look is, is not appealing. I'm not going to hire someone that I am not going to jive with what they're doing. And so if you're thinking about doing that kind of pitch, I would check that out. And that goes with any other kind of design because there's a whole bunch of other designing stuff in the top paid 
freelance work, designing book covers, designing logos, designing flyers, and it's not hard. Most people will be happy if you use something like Canva to do it, but they just don't have to do it themselves, and it looks nice, and you're you're able to do it where they don't have to do it. Um, Photoshop editing, right? Being able to do that visual piece, especially for a smaller mid-sized business, there are businesses hiring this work out instead of hiring people to do this. So the data was that uh, 50% of the Fortune 500 are using freelancers on a pretty hefty basis. So this isn't just small companies and mid-sized companies, although there's a lot of uh, opportunity there. It's also big companies that are hiring people to do this kind of, of work. Now, just some kind of funny ones that I found here. Um, creating gifts out of recycled materials. It said it might not be the most profitable gig on Fiverr, but your work will be, you know, there'll be buyers that want to contact you. Um, astrology, financial consulting, and uh, travel planner, right? Because uh, a lot of the travel companies shut down, but people still need people to help them do that. And so there's some opportunity in more creator types of fields, as well as in the writing and digital creation. And then, of course, you have social media marketing um, a few of the other ones that I thought were interesting were diet plan. So if you have the skills um, or want to go get the skills to do some of those things and, of course, add monetization, um, ad management, so ad campaigns. Now, a lot of these things you can go out and get training to do this. And that's great. It's just going to be a slower ramp up time if you don't have any experience. You go out and you get the training. You do some projects for family, friends, local businesses, people that you can either do a trade with or low cost. So you can get a portfolio and then start building your network and maybe pitching some other types of businesses. If you have any of these skills in your work experience, that's going to be gold. So thinking about what do you have out of your work experience that you could translate into these types of jobs and how can you show that you've got that experience that you need to be able to do some of these. Um, and you can connect the dots. You don't. It doesn't have to be your job title. It probably needs to be something that you've done more than you know one time. <laughs> but if you think about the skills that you've been using at work. Do you write? Do you create anything? Do you teach? One of the other things in here is teaching. And of course, the online course creation industry is booming and it may not be through a freelance agency, maybe something more that you do on your own. But if you can teach anything specific that would help people improve their life there's probably a market for that right now that's why you're seeing such a huge growth in in all of the online learning platforms finding those things that you like to do that you have done that you can market into a new business virtual assistant is one of the other ones on here um and we talked about i talked about that a little bit before 
people are looking for ways to build their team. Now we know it's going to be virtual anyways, and it doesn't have to be full-time. The rise of fractional, so we actually started talking about fractional everything in 2019, even before COVID, and then it became even bigger during COVID when you've got, you know, a part-time marketing person, when you marketing used to be a full-time job because now two or three people want to do that job part-time instead of one person doing it full-time or what was probably more than full-time, right? So there's an opportunity to be a contractor, be a part-time employee in a lot of different ways. It's figuring out how you want to connect your existing skill set into the skill sets that are in demand right now. And a lot of them are focused on more of the people, the, the skills that we need people to do. And when we look at selling, marketing, writing, of course, there's lots of opportunities now in other odd places. <laughs> we drive by our, our kids' school and we see the, you know, the signs for a bus driver, $21 an hour. It's not that great of a gig because you only get paid for the hours that you're driving. But it would open up an opportunity for, for you to do something else during the other times of the day and get, get some of these skills or try to launch something new on on your own during those other times because you know you have that stable income on on tap if you will doing the other doing the other work and these it's you know we everything comes full circle when i first started in the career space 10 15 years ago people were talking about the idea of this portfolio career and you were going to do many things and and at that time it was more many things in succession. And now we're looking at many things at the same time. How are you going to balance doing multiple jobs? Maybe because you have to, to make ends meet. Maybe because you want to, to try out something new or to have some um, vari- variation in your work. And, and people are enjoying that. People tell me, oh, you know, these young kids they don't have an attention span, so they want to do multiple things. But I find people of all ages are interested more now in having diversity because it's just like diversifying your financial portfolio, only now you're diversifying your work and skills portfolio so that when one thing comes to an end, which inevitably will, you have a skill that you can launch and build and do something else and not have that gap or that struggle in between. And that's really what we're trying to to do, a lot of us, what I see, by doing many different things, by creating that portfolio career. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll tie this together, give you a few steps to take if you're thinking about making this launch. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we've been talking about what steps to take if you want to launch out on your own, do a side hustle or a, a gig of some sort. Maybe you want to quit your job, or maybe it's going to be on the side. Whatever it looks like, let's talk about and kind of wrap up here with the steps that you would need to take. So the first thing, as is every, <laughs> as it is every time, is get focused. What is it that you want to do? What skills and tasks? And those really need to be rooted in some experience. Or if you want to go out and get some new training, that then you're going to get the experience before you go out and try to launch into really getting the money then you you need to root it in some experience. What do you want to do? What skills are you going to be using? And then where? This will help you connect with the communities that you want to work with. It's not a, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be too exclusive, but the more focused you can be in this area, the easier it will be. So, for instance, if you want to do writing and proofreading, if you have that as a general focus, it might be hard to find places where people are wanting to hire those folks. But if you have a specific focus in terms of the types of things you'd like to write or edit and or the industries that you'd like to write and edit for, then you can use professional groups to connect and network and see what types of work people are looking to, to out, off place outpace, whatever the right word is, and and figure out how to connect with that group. And so it just makes it easier to get engaged with communities if you think about what types of companies or industries you'd want to serve in addition to just what you want to do. And of course, the why, what's your motivation, how are you going to connect that to the value that it brings for your audience or the pain points that they have because that makes the connection in terms of the story. For yourself, the motivation will be important just for that piece of it. Then you start exploring some ideas and you really dig into what are the skills that I need to be able to deliver this and is this something that's feasible for me? The skills being the hard skills, 
the also the network do you have a, a network that can help you get there and the management skills and can you manage yourself to be able to do what you need to do in the self-directed workplace and what systems do you have? Do you have the right technology at home? Do you have enough internet speed? Do you have the computing power if you're doing something that requires the you know, computing power? All of those nuts and bolts to really think about what's your cost gonna be if, you, um, if you're gonna take this on. Startup costs probably not zero. So what is that really gonna look like if you've got the technology, the training, the memberships or professional association fees that you might have um, people doing to get to connect with them or to get the skills that you need. Having all of that put together at the beginning, what is this going to take in terms of skills and in terms of budget to really make this happen? And when you start to get that focus, then you draw, you dive into the connection building, doing your research, understanding the pain points so that you can communicate better, but also just building your network within the area that you're interested in because those people are going to help you move and help you get where you need to go. And of course, you're going to find opportunities to help them as you build those connections and, and move forward. When we're thinking about doing a gig work, side hustle, starting a business, whatever you want to call it, start in the best, start in the ways that already work, start in the ways that make sense, um, and then build out from there. So oftentimes we, we look at a big jump and we think about, oh, I want to make this big jump. And it may be something you want to do. But if you're starting to feel overwhelmed by that or and you have limited resources of time or money, start small, start in an area that you already have experience, start in a way where you could take on a little bit here, a little bit there, and see if this is really for you. See if that's going to meet your needs. And don't forget that if you want to be at a higher pay rate, if you want to be in those roles where you're getting a better dollar per hour, one, you have to be efficient and managing your hours, and two, you've got to be able to connect your skill set with the value for the person that's hiring you. If you can't, they, it, they aren't going to want to hire you for more. And let me say that although there are a lot of low-cost options out there, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And if you get into a good community, you can make a good pay rate because, you know, business owner like me that hired someone on Fiverr to make a PowerPoint for me, it was even someone that came recommended from a colleague, and it was a complete failure. And now I'm going to be going back to the higher priced service person that I've worked with before who does an awesome job, and I know they'll deliver, and it's going to take a lot less of my time, which is then less of my money, to pay them more than I paid the person on the on the low-cost service because I know I'll get what I need, and it will be the quality that I want, and I won't have to spend my Sunday night redoing it 
which is what I had to do the last time. So yes, those are out there, but that doesn't mean you have to feel like you have to compete with those low-cost services on price. If you want to be paid more and you know your skills can command more, find the communities who understand the value of the service that you're providing. It isn't it doesn't have to be a you know to the lowest bidder. And I I have seen in my resume writing community the we, when LinkedIn first launched their services um the the price that they were, people were wanting to pay for resumes was just nothing. And it's been about five years now. We're seeing a huge uptick in people understanding that they need to pay more to get a quality product. I do believe we'll see this in a lot of the areas where the work quality product matters, that some of the pricing will bounce back when we know that it takes a little bit more time and effort to pay for those things. So don't feel like you have to give in to the lowest bidder. You do need to be able to communicate the value of your services to sell your experience and what you're going to be able to deliver for people and to show them that you've got the background and qualifications to get it done. There's a ton of opportunity and money to be made out there in the freelance and gig workspace. And I hope you'll let me know if you find something great and have fun doing something new as a side hustle or a gig. If you've got a topic you think we should cover, feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we will be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.